welcome to the LMA podcast, featuring thought-provoking conversations with legal marketing and business experts. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome. I'm Mark Green, and I'll be your host for today's special episode of the LMA podcast, which will dive into the world of competitive intelligence. After more than a decade as CMO in the MLaw 200 firms, I'm now a freelance consultant for my firm, Market Intelligence, been working in legal marketing and business development industry for more than three decades. I speak often on market intelligence, market research, competitive intelligence, branding, and business strategy. Today's conversation will only scratch the surface of competitive intelligence. We hope that by the end of our discussion, you'll understand how it can be incredibly beneficial for you and your law firm. To help you gain expertise in CI, LMA will be holding the 2017 Competitive Intelligence Certification Program with the FGH Academy of Competitive Intelligence in New York on November 13 and 14. You can learn more and register at legalmarketing.org slash LMA hyphen CIC. That's like Competitive Intelligence Certification. Joining me today is my friend, Dr. Ben Galad, a leading developer of competitive intelligence theory and practice in the U.S. and abroad. Dr. Galad is co-founder of the FGH Academy of Competitive Intelligence, along with Leonard Fold back in 1999, and will be one of the faculty members, along with Leonard Fold and myself, teaching at the 2017 Competitive Intelligence Certification Program. Thank you for joining us, Ben. Thank you for... Uh being there, and just to make sure people understand the FGH, I am the G. Oh, you're not the fold guy. Okay, got it. No, no, no. I'm the G in the middle, squeezed between the fold and the herring. Got it, got it. So what does competitive intelligence mean, and why should legal marketers care about it? What is this stuff? Competitive intelligence has as many definitions as there are competitive intelligence practitioners, but I accept only one. And it doesn't mean I'm correct. It just means that this is the way I think about it and this is the way I teach it. So for me, competitive intelligence is actually an insight into your market, your industry. How is it evolving and what are the strategic opportunities and strategic risks that are the product of this evolution because every industry evolves all the time and competitive intelligence allows companies to actually keep pace with that evolution rather than uh, being left behind. This is a bit different than the traditional definition which is information that help makes the uh, that is actionable it's not information, it's an insight, and it's a huge difference between people who collect information and people who actually interpret it in the sense of uh, telling executives and lawyers and partners where are the opportunities or where are the risks. So it's not just data and it's not just about competitors, is that correct? Right, so it's not about data. data uh, is available beyond belief at this point. I mean, it, the noise out there is just deafening. Intelligence is actually what allows decision makers to make a decision because it sifts through the noise and says, this is important and this is not. Here are the implications. We need to think about that. We need to move in this direction. So it's not about competitors because their competitors are not the only and are actually not the most highly powerful players in your industry or market. 
And the role of intelligence, not only in uh, business, but in government as well, is to actually understand and predict uh, the moves and counter moves of third parties, any third party who has a role in your success or failure. And that's exactly what we do for companies and what you did, Mark, when you were in, in a law firm. You identified every high-impact player, not just competitors, that will affect the future of your company. So there's discussions about artificial intelligence, business intelligence, competitive intelligence. I named my company market intelligence. Um, but one of the things that I think people particularly get tripped up on is business intelligence versus competitive intelligence. And I was doing a presentation recently on that distinction and talked about business intelligence as being based on data from within your organization, from your billing system, from your CRM system, whatever, and competitive intelligence more outside data that you bring in to monitor the environment and decide how to react to it. Do you agree with that distinction? Uh, definitely. There's no doubt. Uh, I will add that uh, business intelligence is a term that was hijacked, actually, by the big uh, IT companies like IBM, because when we started with competitive intelligence, we called it business intelligence, but uh, when IBM came in, uh, they steamrolled the entire industry, and now everybody thinks when you say BI, they think uh, big data, they think analytics, they think software, uh, and you're completely correct. Big data are almost always from within. Uh, the, the trove of uh, customer transactions, etc. So all the insights that you get are mostly from the data you collect about your own customers and your own operations. Uh, the role of competitive or strategic intelligence, the way uh, we call it, is to look outside, to look at high-impact players which are not you, and maybe customers which are not your customers, and competitors and regulators and suppliers and everybody else in the industry who you need to understand because they will affect what your success is, not only your own customers currently. So when people ask me how to do competitive intelligence, how to start with competitive intelligence, my first reaction is don't start with competitive intelligence. Start with your business question, your business challenge. Do I trying to develop a strategic plan? Am I trying to increase client loyalty? Am I trying to put together a profitable industry team? Am I trying to figure out how to price our services? And then once you've decided what your business issue is, then consider competitive intelligence as one of the tools to address it and design a competitive intelligence program to support that objective. Is that your approach? I don't know why you need me on this uh, uh, podcast at all, because you have all the answers already, Mark, as far as I'm concerned, and I'm, I'm just an echo. So, yes, of course you're correct. Uh, I, I have been, I've been fighting with uh, not only executives, but also my own uh, CIPs, competitive intelligence professionals, the one we certify, uh, to, to, to shift the mindset from production of more and more and more intelligence, information, whatever you want to call it, to the use, because the use is much more important than the production. And what you just described is exactly asking you a question. Where would you use whatever you need, whatever you're looking for, where would you use it? What's the question? If you start from the use, the question, I need it here, then you walk backward to find it, at least you have a chance of actually benefiting from all that effort that goes into collecting competitive intelligence. So what are the, some of the things that legal marketers can do to make that happen? A, a, a question and some of the, do they develop kits? What, what do they do to make this happen, to make CI work against one of these problems? 
I think you are much more of an expert on that question than me, so I'm going to say something quickly, but I think I'd like to ask you uh, to address it. Uh, what I'm, when I'm looking at the people who came through our programs, it is very clear that what they need uh, are, is a mindset. More than anything else, they need to understand the role of intelligence, and then they need to sell it to the partners to show them the value. So what I teach are the frameworks. I show them how to create value-add to the lawyers. You know exactly, what, more, much more exactly, what they need to do when they go back to the company. So, so tell me, what do you think they need beyond the frameworks that I teach, beyond the value that I teach? What would you teach them? Because you're going to teach it with me. Well, first, Ben, let me back up a second and ask you to tell us what a framework is. A framework is uh, a model of the industry and how it evolves. Another framework is a model of a third party, whomever you need to understand and predict, and how to understand it and how to predict their moves, whether it's a competitor, a new client, or a new market. So the frameworks that we teach are the foundation for making predictions about the market. Thank you. Um, and just a fair warning to everyone, most people will walk into the room thinking they know a framework, they know SWAT. Well, if you know SWAT, you don't know squat because Ben's going to take you way beyond that in terms of sophistication of framework. So from my experience in the leadership of marketing at four Amlaw 200 firms, um, I think you first need to decide on some kits, which are key intelligence topics. These are just things that you monitor routinely. And having a monitoring system in place to me is table stakes. So you need to be getting routine uh, reports from Manzama every morning or various Google alerts, um, getting feeds from LexisNexis or Thomson Reuters that provides you the information that you need to run the business. And that is input to a competitive intelligence program, but it doesn't give you any differential advantage over the competition. And that's where CI can really set you apart from others working in the firm and your firm from competitors. So by those competitive advantages, I mean things like primary research where you're making phone calls, asking questions, developing relationships. That could be at a trade show. That could be calling the receptionist at a target company. Um, getting information that's not available to everyone else can give you a competitive advantage. But I think the place where you get the biggest competitive advantage through CI is something Ben alerted, alluded to earlier, and that's the analysis, the insights. Everybody can get most of the data that you can get, but it's what you do with it and how insightfully you think about it. And Ben and Lenny can talk, teach a lot of t t tools and tricks for analyzing the data and coming to the insights, but I think that to an extent, you're either born an analyst or you're not, and it's tough to really teach that Eureka moment. You can put some tools into people's hands, but it's looking at the data in creative and insightful ways that can allow competitive intelligence to give you a real advantage in the marketplace and some differential uh, research, uh, qualitative, quantitative, market research, um, whatever. Agree, Ben? Yep, definitely. I will add, by the way, um, that in, uh, in the day that uh, I'll be teaching, I'm using a case study which is about the legal industry. 
and uh, we will we will show to the room, and and they will do it because I believe in teaching through the feet, as they say in the military. Okay. Unless you do it, you don't get it. We will actually look at the future of the legal profession, and we will bring it back to implications to the people in the room, which is the job of competitive intelligence. Looking at the past is journalism. Looking at the future is competitive intelligence. But sometimes that retrospective data can help inform the competitive intelligence process, right? Uh, that's, the, that's the notion of uh, statistics or history. And you have, there are all kinds of opinions about whether you can or cannot. I used to teach statistics, so uh, my own personal belief is statistics are good as long as the change is not radical. And as long as you can see some continuation in the way people think, the way people act, the way the regulations evolve, then sure, in the short run, I think that the past teaches a lot about the future. The problem is you can never predict the breaking point by just looking at the past. So you've got to understand forces, and you've got to have an intuition yourself, even if you're young, even if you worked at a company only for a few years as a marketing. You've got to develop this perspective, which I call the intelligence perspective, that allows you to understand third parties well enough to say, I think this is where it's going. And the data in the past might not indicate it, but if you understand the third parties, you see how they're going to respond to certain things. So these are the two areas. Yes, the past informs a lot, but sometimes you need to go with your intuition and understanding to try and envision the future. It's funny the way you began that points out how I'm handicapped by my tools. My doctorate's in market research and statistics as well. So if somebody asks me what's going to be happening six or nine months from now, my best guess is always do a regression analysis and just project straight out from the current trend, and that's where we're going to be in six or nine months. But if you want to know where we're going to be in two years, let's start gathering some really interesting data um, and do those insightful future forecast that we were just right. talking about. Ex exactly. I think this is also the limitation on big data, which is a big hype also. So yes, six to nine months, by, by all means, time series, regression analysis, decision trees, whatever. Go beyond that or in a fast-moving industry, and you need additional tools. And a lot of people have seen the legal industry correctly as a lethargic, staid, lumbering beast that never changes, and I think that was a fairly accurate characterization until around 2008, 2009. And now that the market dynamics have shifted from demand-driven to supply-driven, the clients are taking a huge role. All these alternative legal service providers are getting funded and stepping up. Artificial intelligence tools are starting to really encroach on the practice of law. Um, it's not your father's or your senior partner's old staid industry anymore. It's moving fast, and everybody's got a different idea of where it's headed. And with solid, thoughtful, competitive intelligence, I think you can do a good job of outguessing the other guy and get competitive advantage. I, I concur 100% um, on uh, the state and conservative. I think lawyers have always been state and conservative. The partnership model encouraged it, and if you follow the incentives, you see why things did not change and why resistance still exists, but this industry is going through enormous change. It, it can be exciting if you're young and you like things to move fast. It can be terrifying if you're a senior partner. 
So the role of marketing, when you think about it, I mean, uh, CI in law firms have not uh, moved much until recent years because of all those changes. And companies that will not adapt uh, will have a hard time uh, continuing. All the way back to law school, they're taught to deal with precedent, not innovation. Exactly. Actually, I'm reading Gulliver Travels. Uh, for a, a business book I'm writing, and Gulliver describes the law profession exactly the way you just described it. It's precedence. Oh From goodness. everything they do, they look in, they look backward. Yeah. I'm doing a presentation in New York tomorrow, and our second slide is a rearview mirror, um, showing how good we are at looking into that rearview mirror and how poor we are at looking ahead at what we're facing. Um, Completely correct. So we're doing the competitive. In competitive intelligence certificate program again this year. I think this is our third or fourth year. What can right. attendees expect to learn, and is it any different than it has been? Uh, I can only speak about my day. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming Lenny also made adjustments. Uh, I think the big difference with me is that I brought this uh, law, the legal uh, services market uh, case, which will allow us to actually apply the tools with you leading directly into the, uh, the, the this industry and maybe even identify what I consider the biggest blind spot of people in the industry regarding where things are going and how fast they will be going. Uh, so this will be new and the rest, the, the principles of strategy, the principles of collection do not change from industry to industry very much. What's, what changes are the specifics. So, uh, both days will teach the specifics about the legal services, but beyond that, every marketer, no matter where they work, needs to understand the intelligence perspective because the marketing profession and the competitive intelligence profession are about understanding third parties. Unlike the cafeteria, where you have to understand the people who come to eat from the company. So the days are new in terms of uh, cases and specifics, but the principles remain the same. And Ben has used the term teach a few times, and let me make it very clear that if you're expecting to sit back and take notes and check your email, this is not that kind of day. Um, both days are very much participatory, interactive. Um, people are broken into groups, and flip charts are flying in every direction, and it's a very interactive session. Uh, you learn by doing, not by just taking notes from Ben or me or Lenny um, talking at you. These are very participatory sections, sessions, which is one of the reasons that I think they're so interesting and useful. Um, I've taken right. several pictures during these just to commemorate the sessions, and then not one, I went back and checked this a few days ago, is anybody checking their iPhone? And I think that's a great um, sign. I believe in the Socratic method more than anything else. I believe people have to come to the answer themselves. You don't provide it to them. If you show them the way, they remember how to, to do it again. And besides, I've been teaching uh, at, at more than a thousand competitive intelligence professionals in every corner of the world. I mean, we certified all the Fortune 500 intelligence professionals. If I don't make the day uh, interesting, then I will fall asleep in the middle of it. So I ensure anybody who comes there, they're going to uh, remember the day. It's, it's going to affect their thinking. Oh, yeah, no question. Uh, and it always... I've seen a lot of times when you get pretty frustrated trying to get people to reach the conclusion, but you always get there. I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. Well, Ben, thank you so much for joining us today and talking about the world of CI and where we're going with this fall's certification program. Um, 
Our listeners, you can become an expert in this topic for yourself and your firm. To find out more, uh, again, legalmarketing.org slash LMA hyphen CIC and get registered for this year's certification program. Thank you very much. Thank you. That concludes another installment of the LMA podcast. To discover all that the LMA has to offer, visit www.legalmarketing.org. Cheers.